This week on The 414, it's about the evolution of content marketing for B2B marketers. When you think about it, because ongoing lasting relationships are at the heart of B2B, this is why excelling at content marketing will pay dividends. And my guest this week is here to give a thoroughly high level insight for how you can do just that. Hi, I'm James Rostance, and welcome to The 414. Each week with some of the greatest and most interesting minds in B2B marketing. And my guest today is someone who has an incredible grasp on the latest concepts and direction things are taking within content marketing, as she's the MD of the Content Marketing Association. Welcome, Catherine Maskell. Hi James, thanks very much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Uh, so Catherine, could you start by sharing your viewpoint on how content marketing sits within the B2B world? Uh, yes, thank you. Um, so James, I think content marketing really sits, as you nicely said actually in the intro, at, at the very heart of good B2B marketing. I think what it takes to really excel at B2B marketing is an understanding of your audience. And what we find and what we see with our awards and our best practice that we do here at the CMA is that those people who really adopt an audience first proposition to their marketing and to their strategy, then that's when they really start to use content to the best of its abilities. Because ultimately, you know, good B2B marketing is about building relationships, it's about understanding who your audience is and developing your products and services to really meet their needs. And I think that's that's so influential these days. Um, you know, it's a, it's a growing situation where the two forces, if they come together, you know, it actually works as a as a B two B explosion, shall we say? And well, what would you see as uh, being key general approaches uh, that are taken by B two B marketers at present, and what perhaps are they doing wrong? Well, I think what, and this isn't just uh, really to call out B2B marketers, actually. I think this is something that perhaps, um, and I've also been guilty of it in the past, so I, d I don't want to appear too, <laughs> too critical. Hmm. But I think, um, uh -huh. I think what people tend to do is they tend to think in tactics rather than actually thinking about their overall strategy. And I think okay. when, when I say that, what I mean is that people think, oh, I need a video to communicate this or I need a piece of, piece of research in order to communicate this. And actually, if you go back to putting your audience first and th really thinking about your long-term effect and your long-term communication that, that you have with your audience, I think that's where it becomes more interesting. And I would urge B2B marketers to really step back and say, right, what is it that I want my brand to communicate? What purpose am I trying to drive here? And then how do I do that? And really looking, because this is where some of the most exciting work is really happening actually, is really looking at the diversity of options that are available to you now. And I think sometimes people don't also look at the B2C tactics and really think about those because they, they work within the B2B world too, you know. Um, if, if you are a member of the C-suite, you, you know, you are probably not at home very often. And so therefore, communicating to me, for instance, you know, you, uh, the best way would be to do it via Instagram, because that's, you know, that's where I spend a lot of my time, or via LinkedIn. 
So I think it's really looking at the communication and thinking about what are the high points, what are the engagement points that you can have with your potential customer and even your existing customer along the way. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, looking to the future, uh, what do you see as being a route or direction which they could take uh, that you know would ultimately be uh, highly advantageous? Well, I think in talking to our members, uh, what we see is where those people that are working with those clients and actually our brands who, who work with us and where they say they're having the best success is they actually, they're taking an editorial view of their brand actually, which is something that not enough people I don't think are, are doing and those, those that are doing it, as I say, are really reaping the rewards. Um, so it's taking a step back and putting content at the heart of your business. So I think, you know, previously, all communications have always been thought about as just being part of the marketing team's job or the communications team's job. But actually, there's a real opportunity with content to put it at the heart of your business and involve all of your internal stakeholders. So your customer service teams, your social teams, you know, your, your key stakeholders, um, the sales teams as well, so that people really understand what your tone of voice is, the message that you're trying to portray and how you're then portraying that message um, because we've we've gone beyond as a you know as a as a society we've gone beyond just being broadcasted to and just being shouted at in terms of I've got a product to sell and I'm going to tell you all of its key selling points and you're going to buy it that just isn't the way that any of us operate anymore and we like to know more of the backstory we like to know why we like to know you know who we're buying it from what do they stand for and I think in order to do that, putting content at the heart of your business, working with your agency partners as partners, which is absolutely key, looking at who you're trying to address in terms of your audience, and then measuring that as well. Because, you know, the, the key part, obviously, of, of, of what we're all doing is, it, you know, is to keep the world going round. And measuring that, understanding what you need at the front, so that when you get to the end of the campaign or an end of a certain period, you can really assess what it is that you've done. And I think my top tip, if I could, um, not to harbour the point too much, would be don't be too afraid of the small numbers. You know, it's if your audience is actually only 12 people and you've got six of those people, then you know, 50% is is absolutely key. So. That's the other key part. Not everything has to be about huge numbers, huge, you know, 2,000 or, you know, a million views. Actually, it's, you know, it be targeted, talk to those people in the way that they want to be spoken to. Well, are, th are there any uh, obstacles then uh, or thought processes which may, ne which may be, uh, need to be changed or evolved uh, in order to excel with that? I, yes, I think there is. I mean, I don't think, you know, editorialising your brand is not something that actually is an easy route because getting all of those stakeholders who I mentioned before actually involved and understanding and understanding the role that they can play within the marketing communications, you know, has always been a challenge. So I think if you, you know, that's, that really is where, you know, strong leadership and actually engaging and ensuring um, that you can deliver back. So the measurement element here, this is where this becomes key, is because it means that you can deliver back 
and replay to your senior stakeholders what content has delivered. And the other thing that I would say, my, my second tip actually would be always you know, look at content from a, from a long-term perspective. So something that you may have produced in January, keep measuring it you know, in, in October, December, because the longevity that content gives, it's not a one-hit wonder, it's not an ad that just is there for 30 seconds. You know, this is almost a breathing part of your brand which exists. Um, either on digital or indeed in print and so you know people will refer back to that on an ongoing basis so content really can be the, the you know the mechanic that you know that just keeps on giving to your brand and adding brand value well, and in, following on from that then so what would you say are, are your current favorite examples of b2b content marketing done incredibly well and uh, which companies um, are they for um, well, I think that there's there's uh, there's quite a, a diverse group of people that uh, who were doing it really well. I think um, so. For instance, the, the another member membership organisation, um, the CIPR, they they have a um, quarterly magazine, and they've done they've with the use of. Um, I, what's the word? AI actually use using that to actually produce a, a front cover, which then actually turns into a video. So I think you know there's some real innovative um, mechanics being used to really drive engagement with what is seen as a traditional format. So looking at things like print, which I think is really interesting, um, and you know using that in a different way because not many people are doing that, and I think that's that's a big opportunity. Um, we've also looking. We have quite strong ties with um, a Norwegian agency that has worked with the Norwegian um, hospitality union, and they actually took their B two B campaign one step further because obviously over Christmas, hospitality staff, you know, there's there's quite a lot of enjoyment, and so things do get out of hand. And so with them and their staff, they actually developed um, a cocktail just using water which um, was called The Saviour. And uh, so they would hand this out at the, at the start. And I think that's a great example. So at the start of when they had group parties coming in to bars, they would all give them a glass of Saviour, which is, which is water. But I think that's a great example. <laughs> I know, which, which, which is, because I think taking that live element also okay. is, is really interesting. And using your own staff as the influencers as well. You know, there's a lot of talk about working with influencers, but if you can use your own staff, your own teams, your own connections, you know, that, that's a great place to start because they're already, they understand what your brand is trying to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I was just trying I, to get, I, get my head around how much of a, a crazy staff party that must have been of, here, have some water. <laughs> well, and holding exactly, straight face whilst they're doing exactly. this. <laughs> And I think, you know, there's, there's also, um, there's quite a lot of brands that are using Instagram, as I mentioned before, actually, to talk to those, those C-suite um, people. So I, I receive a number of um, sponsored posts actually looking and, and telling me that there's new reports available um, or that there's new product development. So if you look at somebody like SEMrush, for instance, um, they do a lot of work actually on developing the proposition that they're that they're building they're a platform 
and um, you, their constant refinement reporting back, you really feel engaged with them in terms of what it is that they're offering and, and you see a vision of, of where they're going. From the very forefront of uh, search, engine, uh, search engine marketing. Well, yes. exactly, yes, yeah. But I think it's interesting that they, they're looking at different tactics because you would think that they would just go perhaps, you know, as you say, they're at the forefront of, of digital marketing, but they, they also go back to some of the traditional and more B2C aspects too. Oh, and, and finally then, what uh, do you consider to be the most exciting opportunity or development in content marketing right now? Well, I think for us, you know, this, um, there's the, the most exciting thing right now, actually, in, and where the, the new developments are happening. I mean, obviously, you've got the most, the traditional ones that everybody would think of, which is AI. But I would urge everybody to relook at the world of print. Because there is, as I mentioned, there is some phenomenal work going on there. And um, print as used as part of a multimedia channel actually is still having a profound effect. So you know how we all thought that uh, vinyl was dead. I think it's the same that goes, goes for actually for print and it really is having a resurgence. Um, because you know, we're all, quite, uh, all aware of this digital fatigue that, that we're all of us are ha actually having. Um, and so print just gives you that, that, different, that different option. It gives you a more of a personalized space, I think. Um, and then contrary to that, there's a lot of exciting work going on in the live space too. Um, you know, people are, again, just looking at ways, you know, we've seen this week actually Amazon, you know, building a bricks and, what do they call it? A clicks and, clicks and mortar uh, retail store. You know, even they see a need yeah. to actually bring back the, the traditional values. And I think that face-to-face -face element, which live events and, you know, I mean, you and I, James, we're here today, we're, you know, our faces in front of camera. I think people want to see the backstory. They want to know who they are, who's actually giving the advice. And I think that live element, using content to really enhance the story, enhance your brand communication, and then enable to actually get at the front in face-to-face, -face. Um, that for me are the most exciting elements. That's a great note to end on. <laughs> I love face-to-face. -face. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, thank you ever so much for joining me today. You're very welcome. And if you enjoyed watching and you'd like to learn more insights and wisdom from some of the greatest and most interesting minds in B2B marketing every week, then please do follow our page now or subscribe to the podcast. You can also visit the414.net to watch previous episodes. I'm James Rostance. Thank you for watching. Thank you.